Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Old school on a Tuesday, right here, 93.7 The Ticket, ticketfm.com. Welcome in. Welcome in, welcome in, DP, Jay Foreman, me, Rico, we are here. You can get a hold of us, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. How are we doing today? You, do, do you guys know who Don King is? That's hilarious. You, yeah, I know who Don King is. Okay, are you sure? Okay. That's hilarious. I, so my stepdad was, was, was a boxing fanatic right fanatic and he would tell stories of like he goes back to sugar ray and, right right and in that space and he made sure that um you know i knew of jack johnson oh yeah um that i knew the stories. as a matter of fact um uh there was a book about jack johnson that was his favorite book he my dad wasn't an avid reader but he was a a, a he loved talking about it. And this is the first book that he talked about. And he said, you need to read this. And he would take me, drive me through, through D.C. to these old boxing gyms. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And there was always these dudes. And he would walk, as you walked in the door, right? And you saw that they were, it was never a pretty gym. No. It was never clean. It was never. But he, you'd walk in and he'd go, okay, what do you see? And I see, you know, I'm like, this is dirty. He goes, no, no. What you see is stories. He says, because that dude over there fought Emil Griffin back in the day. That dude fought Ali. That dude fought. Right, yeah. like he would go through and say, pay attention to these old dudes because these old dudes have stories. And this is where they ended up. Right. But don't think that they are not, not without value because these are some of the toughest guys you ever meet. And he would drive. We'd drive to Maryland, go to Baltimore. Same right. story there. Yeah. Jay, it was, it, it's how I built a love for boxing. Yeah, and we would sit and watch every Saturday. Every Saturday. Every Saturday on ABC yeah. or CBS. Yeah. Um, we go back to the even, uh, the the two days that I, I remember as much as any two in boxing. One, Ray Man, Boom Boom Mancini, and Duku Kim. Yep. Where he, he, in one of the great boxing battles of all time, two warriors sat in, in a blazing sun and beat each other to pieces. Yeah. And Dooku Kim never, ever was the same. He died a week yeah, later. Yeah, a week later, yeah. A week later, which changed boxing management, which is yeah. why you went from 15, 15 rounds 12, to 12, yep. unless it's championship fight, all those things, right? Um, and then the other was a Saturday uh, from live from San Diego when – Muhammad Ali fought this unknown former Marine, Ken Norton. Yeah. 
He said well, he said Ken Norton was the hardest puncher, right? Right. Or, yeah. And but you could see it, and the stories were built around you having access to it, and then that led to ESPN yeah. figuring out that if they carried boxing, covered boxing in full, you created more stars. Yeah. And I don't know why they stopped. Yeah, they had it going for a little while, and they and they'd always have that. Um, you know, Friday night boxing, they had a good crew. Because remember, Roy Jones was on there. Um, then they would have – and he's on still. Bernstein was Bernstein on there. Bernstein was on there. Then they had Mike Tyson's former trainer on there. Yeah, Teddy Atlas on there. And then there. he would train right. – you know, the, he would obviously be training some guys. And they had uh, young and upcoming fighters, and they had good fights. I think it was Friday nights. And then uh, it just seemed like it stopped. I don't know whether, um, you know, they got bought out or, or, you know, they didn't see, you know, the bang for the buck, but – you know, well, you, we saw every Tyson fight from like fight number eight to fight number seventeen. Yeah, like Tyson would show up. And, I mean, and you would get that's how you learned who the who, fighters. Yeah, were. Who, who's the I next mean, up and we coming. created. I mean, you think of you know the Kronk Gym at its apex. Yeah. Oh. right where you had yeah. you had twenty fighters in each weight class from cl- weight class to weight class who fought all the time. Yeah. And then you, they did a really good job of bringing up South American fighters, right? And then they figured out that if they put a really good Mexican fighter on each card, their ratings were yeah. through the roof. Yeah. And I don't know what happened, but they stopped doing it. I think boxing lost, uh, you know, a little bit of his popularity, you know, with the UFC. Yeah. Not a little bit, a lot. Yeah. Um, one, it's – this is not the dummy down the UFC, but – I think it, it's it broadens horizon that you can anybody can be, yeah. be a mix. You go MMA, and you got to think even when they have the local ones here in Lincoln, they pull a huge crowd when they have it down at PBA, and they'm sure There's they have so it many local fighters in right. MMA. And here. so you know that also. So then that takes away from boxing, um, and then I like I said, I think boxing got extremely lazy. I think uh, you know Floyd Mayweather did what's best for him, and he you know obviously kept his record you know, without a blemish. And then he juiced it for what it was. And, you know, he, it was straight business effect. And I think that went, you know, went down to every other fighter to see Floyd doing it. Yeah. They're not going to be able to do it to his, his level. Um, but they can definitely maximize their dollar with the least amount of like, uh, work or the least amount of, um, you know, putting yourself in harm. So, you know, like in the future, you know, but I do think this if, if Spence and Bud fight, I think it could bring boxing back to, uh, you know, when it's, you know, one of the top three or four things that you, you know, conversate about, say NFL, NBA, and then boxing can get in there. But, you know, you need some fighters on, at, you know, different weight classes. You know, you need a heavyweight fighter to either challenge Fury or be the next up and coming, ideally, American heavyweight. You know what I'm saying? That people can get. Well, but behind. those American, the guys who used to go into boxing They're are in now the, in the UFC. UFC. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Derek Lewis would have been a pro boxer, right? Right. We we can put him in that space. As a matter of fact, that's how he fights in MMA. He he's just a boxer who had right. and who even the cat, uh, the, uh, the African cat that's the heavyweight champion in the UFC. Oh, and Ganu would yeah, absolutely yeah, be. Yeah, he he would be, to, and he wants to be. He wants to start boxing, or he says he does. Maybe he's just trying to drive up the price for. UFC, but well, he's he's battling Dana over right. getting getting the appropriate money, right. and because he has he, I mean, he heavy handed for real. Well, he could, but he could cross over in oh, this yeah. thing. See, yeah. if if he and and any of the heavyweights decided to do you know a Conor Mayweather thing, it would pay. 
Right. It would sell. Yeah, because they actually have skills. Yeah, I mean, well, it, anytime you got two big dudes, you yeah. put two big dudes out here on you O don't Street. Never, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You don't People going to stop happen. and pay attention. Yeah, so, you don't know what's going to happen. So, but, yeah, in truth, so the, st- <laughs> the texture says, yeah, I want more Don, DP Don King stores. I've probably been in the space with him legitimately where you acknowledge each other six times. And a lot of times because they would come to D.C. And when I was in D.C. doing, I mean, if you did an event in D.C. at some point, you you and I were going to meet. Right. And that's how, and I really, I need to remember to reach out to, to, to Rock Newman and get him back on. When I first got here, I had Rock on quite a bit. And Rock is the most fearless man in boxing. Because Rock will tell you everything. Right. Like, he'll tell you who who the families are he'll tell you uh what you know how the business is being done beyond all of that right yesterday, rock has no fear yesterday during Vershawn's show a lot of people were asking him to reach out to Doug Calusa local boxer here in Lincoln who used to box box back in like the 80s uh and then we had a couple people who know him got in contact with him we have his contact information if if Vershawn or yourself would like to have him on they said that he would love to talk boxing and and all of that well, I mean, there are a ton of old school boxing fans in the area. I hear that all the time. I hear it all the time, um, and they've kind of moved over to UFC, to yeah. UFC because they have they have an event, um, you know, at PBA. I think like once or twice a year. I remember I went to one down there. It was <laughs> and this brother came out with like he looked like he was doing a rap video. You know, he had the hype man, he had the video camera. And the dude that he was fighting looked like he just, you know, got thrown in there and just, you know, drank a six-pack. You know what I'm saying? He was just sitting there. And the dude, you know, the brother came in there, was hyped up, had the mat, you know, had the mask on, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, jumped in the ring, tried to, like, show him up. Man, that dude that looked like he just drank a six-pack with the dad bod put him to sleep in, like, 30 seconds. Out When I say out cold, the left hand or the right hand was up. I mean, gone. <laughs> I... <laughs> there are a couple of things that, that that you find out about hanging around boxers. Boxers, not fighters, boxers, right? That we're never going to know how business is really done. Because every time you think it makes sense, there's a thing lingering in the back that has more money than the person who's making the deal and will aspire to affect it. Oh, yeah. Like, There's definitely so some. Riddick Bowe told a story. I think Riddick Bowe lost money when they fought at RFK because he never got the money that was promised. And Riddick went through it. I mean, I'm, I'm try- I need to remember what the name of his clothing company was. He started a men's leather clothing company. And in D.C., in the DMV, it went really well. Right. It didn't do nothing outside of that. But in the DMV, like, everybody had their little bit of what this was. like FUBU and sold it all out. Well, that's what it was. It was FUBU, like DMV, right? Mm -hmm. And he made more money off the clothing than he did in the fights he he was in. As the world champion. As the world champion. But Don King got paid, though. 
Yeah, well, this was the Bob Arum. So, so yeah, remember that Bob Arum and Sugar Ray Leonard owned DC Boxing for a while, yeah, right? True. Because everything went through them. And even like you would have Tommy Hearns would come to town, you know, to fight. They, you know, Wilfred Benitez would come in. Um, uh, Pepino Cuevas, notoriously. Oh my goodness, there was a fight schedule that was going to be a contenders fight, and it was going to happen in DC between Pepino Cuevas. I forget who it was, up and coming young dude, and Pepino came to town to promote it, but Pepino went drinking. Out in D.C. <laughs> and he met the wrong dude. He got put to sleep? Oh, he got put to sleep. They was like, well, that card's out, out the window. <laughs> so they found the dude that put him to sleep and they put him. No, <laughs> no, no, that dude, no. That dude went to jail because somebody, he messed up somebody's money. Yeah. Like he messed up promoter's money. And behind every promoter, there's a family. And you just yeah. don't stay I mean, there's that always space. somebody, yeah. and they're always pushing a young and up and coming guy. I remember watching Floyd Mayweather against Purnell Sweet Pea Whitaker, and and Purnell was at the end of not the end of it, but he had already kind of reached his height as far as champion. And Floyd was that dude, you know, obviously from Michigan, and you know you hear about him. I've watched every Floyd fight, every Floyd Floyd Mayweather fight. Mm -hmm. I still to this day could argue if Floyd was in if, if he was in there. Now I'm sure that obviously he would say, Hey, look, I got more money than you and all that. Okay, you do. But I still to this day think that Sweepy Whitaker beat him. Still to this day think he beat him. I think he tactically beat him. He physically beat him. Now it was a close fight, mm -hmm. right? But that let me know that okay, they're pushing Floyd up the This is gonna the, be the guy. This is gonna be the guy. And well, then then he took it and Went to ran with it, stratosphere with it. Well, but well, you it, it remember that, that yeah. his uncle was was a part of that core of dudes, right? Who like Roger fought everybody. Yeah. He fought Sugar Ray. He fought Hearns. Like he had to go through the gauntlet just to make money. And because he did, because he was one of those Floyd dudes, was a, yeah. And that that's where put, and that's where people don't understand the 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 family connection and the strife where the uncle. Went wants, through it. Wants, <laughs> wants, went through it. Wants the respect because he knows that. And um, there's a lot. Of, I remember uh, I went back to Vegas and went. And Sugar Shane Mosley was about to fight for his title fight. And um, you know, I got it. You know, met Sugar Sugar Shane, and I didn't realize how small. <laughs> I'm like, damn, right? Like, like I'm, him and Floyd, like, damn, y'all tiny, right? But you know, you just see him on TV, you just figure like, oh, he's six feet, but they be like one forty. You know what I'm saying? The funny thing about Sugar Shane Mosley before his flight fight, he would have his whole crew in there, right? So I don't just say so when we went to his suite, you know, you get to meet him and wish him good luck. And I'd met him a couple of days before and went and watched him kinda, you know, they do their last little tune up. But, you know, if you wanted to see him before the fight, wish him luck, you gotta go at a certain time because right before the fight, he would sit in his suite with his boys. Mm -hmm. Pitch dark for two hours. And everybody in, in pure silence too. It's like you got to go to the bathroom and everything. We're sitting in here because he would be visioning the fight and getting himself in the mindset and pure darkness. And then two hours, lights come on, put whatever he's gone. We go handle it. It was a, I mean, it was the craziest thing ever. Like he literally <laughs> would not move though. He would. It was like he had the chair up front and everybody, you know, had couches behind, and he would sit there. Did he have his feet up? 
No, he would be sitting there just like in like a king, arms down, like a king's pose. Be like, uh. right, and then they said by like two hours, <laughs> he ready to do work. Transformation. Yeah. All right, Rico, it's, it's time. Terrifying. We got transfer, transfer, uh, transformation. Rico into what's up with Rico? Let's get it. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller.